where so many of the truths that we need to have planted in our life are, are in there. And it's been, I've been enjoying it, just unpacking that. And we've been trying to pick out those big truths because there's so much in there. We talked about at the start how it's, it's a little like trying to drink water from a, a fire hose. And, uh, and we said, we're up for it. You know, we're up for drinking water from a fire hose. But every now and then it's like, wow, that's too much to, to take in. And, and um, we, but we're grabbing bits and pieces as we go. And I know for, I've been hearing from many of you that uh, you've been, there's been certain things as we've gone through that say, oh, that's been so helpful for me. It's been so helpful for me. And Romans is just one of those, one of those books. It's like, it's like a, a treasure trove and just so good for us as we're trying to understand who God is, what he's done for us, just what, how, how deep his love is for us. It talks about our own condition and how how uh, dire things are when we look at ourselves and the, and the fact that um, we have such limited ability to do life well um, on our own. And as we, as we choose to be the captain of our own ship, we tend to sail without trying, but we tend to sail towards the rocks or uh, we tend to sail around in, around in circles. And, uh, and, um, but, but then handing the the leadership, the captain, uh, captaincy of our ship over to God is when everything starts to make sense. And that's what Paul has been talking through. And we, we talked last week about um, how in the light of understanding just how great God's love is, forgiveness, mercy, love, power, hope, joy, in the light of what he has offered us, he has given to us, then what happens is that love unleashes love. His love unleashes us to love and to love to love God back and also to love others and last week we looked at loving God how his love for us releases and and unleashes just this love back to him and what that looks like and this week we're going to look about how it also unleashes this love for other people and uh, there's a lot in there last week you uh, many of you that came would have got one of these things that was um, handed out at the door, and there's some over there still on the info table, little fridge magnet. It just talks about all these little little uh, things that are uh, out of Romans 12 where it says, this is what love looks like. Do this, do this, do this, do this. And you're welcome to grab one if you weren't here last week. It's just one of those summaries where there's just so much good things about, oh, so this is what it looks like now to, to outwork a life of, of love. So we're going to look at this today. It's interesting that... Um, you know, Paul, he talks about this whole thing of love, but really he's just carrying on this theme from that Jesus started himself when it says in Matthew 22, verse 36, where someone was really just saying, well, what's this, what's this life of faith all about? And he says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Trying to go like, just it's like there's so much scriptures, there's so much, like what's, what's the punchlines here? And Jesus replied, he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment, and the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Now, the law and the prophets is the scriptures that were around, up, available up to that day. It was all of the law, the law of that, that, uh, you know, the Ten Commandments and all the surrounding laws. And, it, and then the prophets were the prophetic writings. It's basically their whole scriptures. And they're saying, it's, it's, this is... This is the whole lot, all summarized, bang, right here. Just love God and love other people. I'm, I'm, I love it when people summarize things and make it a little bit easier to understand. Just love God and love others. So we're going to look at this second part uh, of love unleashing love today, looking at love 
about loving others. So, you ready? Okay, let's, let's just pray. God, I know this morning that you have something for every one of us. God, I pray, open our hearts for what you would speak into our lives. Open our hearts, God. God, in whatever way that we hear from you, whatever we, way we know that you speak to us, God, we, we pray that use that and plant the thing for each one of us for today that you have for us. There's a lot here, God, and I just, but I just want, I want you to be speaking to us, to be planting things that will, that will change us. Not just good ideas that we go, oh, it was good ideas, but something that will land in us and change us. Amen. I prayed that this morning because we are going to be going over a lot of a lot of things this morning. A lot of there's a lot of wisdom in this book, and um, I'm a big fan of of wisdom. I've been trying to to grow as a as a person of wisdom my whole life and making slow progress. Uh, but I love the uh, the wisdom that's in the, in scriptures here. Um, and Paul, he really does just get into some really smart ways of just doing life being wise, and, um, and I'd encourage you to go and have a look at these chapters, Romans 12 through to 16, just those last few chapters, because there is so much in there that really does help us to do life well. So, now, before I start though, I've been thinking about this during the week, last week at church, everyone was just really, really quiet, okay, they were just, it was like, it was like, it was like a library, yeah. And I was thinking, you know, we, we, when we do, uh, we do some um, pre-marriage training with, with different people, and it's just a, just a, a, you know, a bunch of stuff that's just like, here's some cool things that'll help you, you know, as you, as you look into your marriage. And one of the things we talk about is that sometimes different personalities, uh, you know, opposites kind of get together, and, um, and it like, can be quite an interesting thing when they get together. And one of the things is that, like, have you ever noticed what it's like around the dinner table? And so often, one, part, one, one of the uh, people in the, of the engaged couple has come from a family that's really, really loud around the, 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 the dinner table. And the other one of the married couple, they're really kind of, really kind of chilled around. The, and they, so when they get together, and the ones that are used to the quiet family, they go to these and they go like, whoa, it's just this wall of noise and everyone's talking over each other and it's just like, what, this is crazy. And other people, and then when they go to the other one, they go like, why is it so quiet? We're eating, We're, you know, it's, it's, and it's, um, and, uh, and, and people, you know, they go like, yeah, that's so much like our experience. Anyway, why I'm saying that is that I'd hope that we'd be like the family that talks a lot at the dinner table, okay? So you can shout things out, you can go, you have a big amen, you can go, um, <laughs> yeah, so we've got our amens, we've got one load of rubbish, we've got, are you kidding me? Um, so I don't mind it, I like that. I like, I'd rather us be the family that's around the table that's just making lots of noise. Um, if you start throwing things, make sure it's wrapped and there's chocolate inside, okay? We do that. All right, so there's two, two big punchlines we're going to look at uh, this morning, and with a lot of little bits and pieces, like I said, I'm going to throw out lots of little things. You may, my guess is there's going to be something, and you're going to go, oh my goodness, that's something I need to write down, so feel free to do that, get your phone out, write it down, whatever, but um, there's going to be lots of things here. So the first thing that Paul talks about is that how we love other people 
is use your God-given gifts. Use your God-given gifts. Let's read this, Romans 12, verses 4 to 8. For just as each of us has one body and many members, and these members do not all have the same function, so in Christ we, though many, form one body, and each member belongs to all the others. We have different gifts according to the grace given to each of us. If your gift is prophesying, then prophesy in accordance with your faith. If it is serving, then serve. If it is teaching, then teach. If it is to encourage, then give encouragement. If it is giving, then give generously. If it is to lead, do it diligently. If it is to show mercy, do it cheerfully. And what he's saying is here is that, hey, hey, we're all in this thing together. We are all in this thing together. It says we form one body and each member belongs to each other. So we belong to each other. Have a look around. We belong to each other. We belong. This is cool. You might be thinking like, yeah, mostly it's cool. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know what you're thinking. But we're in this thing together. We're in this thing together. And we're all different. We are all different. I'll quote my good friend Bono. He says, we're one, but we're not the same. We've got to carry each other. And what Paul's talking about here is he's acknowledging the differences. He's going like, you're not like the person sitting next to you or the person sitting in front of you or the person sitting behind you. We're all different. But each one of us have got gifts. Each one of us have got things that bring blessing to other people. Does that make sense? Each one of us. And, and what he's saying here is a couple of things he's saying. He's saying for the first, he says, don't keep them to yourself. That's not, that's not what we do. That's not love. That's not what we do. Don't keep them to yourself. Let, you let other people benefit from your gifts. Use your gifts. And the other thing he's saying is don't try and do something that you're not, you're not made for. He's going like, he's, not, he's saying if, you, if you're meant to serve, serve. He's not saying if you're meant to serve, why don't you, you know, why don't you do something else that's completely like not the way you're wired. He's just saying just do what, do what you're made to, made for. And you're, how do how do I figure that out? Well, I'll give you some help in that in a minute. But he's just saying just do your thing, just do your thing, do it well. Use use the 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 way God's made you, the experiences that you've accumulated, the skills that you've developed in life. Use them and bless other people. That's, that's unleashed love. That's unleashed love. So he, talks, talks, he starts off by talking about prophesying. Interesting, isn't it? That that's the first thing that's on his, his list. He talks about prophesying. I tell you, it is. And, and look, I'm not saying that the order of it is significant because then if your gift's at the bottom of the thing, you can go, oh, so I've got the stink gift. It's, 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 it's not... I but but it's, uh, to me, it's just interesting. He starts with prophesying. And I'll tell you, and, but Paul talks elsewhere in Corinthians when he's talking about gifts. He talks about prophesying, and he, he talks about it, and he, at the end of talking about prophesying, he says, eagerly desire the greater gifts. So he actually says in that point, prophesying is one of the, is one of the real cool things. And what it is, it's about hearing from God for the benefit of other people. And has anyone ever like just 
so enjoyed when they they have someone, God has used someone to speak God's words into their life. I mean, wow, what a, oh, it's just like, boy, it's fuel for life. It's just encouraging. It's just like God, God cares for me. He used this, he spoke to this person, cares for me so much. He'd use, speak to someone to tell me something. It's very, very cool. And then there's serving. And people often think that, oh, serving is just the kind of the doing the, doing the chores. It's just, but then I've, I've known people throughout in my life that it's just that, man, when they are just serving and just rolling up their sleeves and getting things done, they are just the happy, happiest little lambs. They are just uh, loving life. And, and the, the deal is really is that with all of these things, when we're using what God's given us, for others, it's all serving, isn't it, really? It's just us giving of ourselves for the benefit of other people. It's all serving. So all of these things are kind of serving. So I'm not quite sure what he's saying. I think he's probably just talking about those roll your sleeves up kind of, a, kind of a things to do that just, um, that just happen. So. so if your gift is serving, then serve. Teaching. Talks about teaching. Now this is always a tricky one because we've got people here that teach for a job, and they get to the weekends, and they're going like, "I'm pooped, <laughs> I'm done, I'm done with teaching." And I, for teachers here, you've got to you've got to work this out because if you have a gift of teaching, and Paul here is saying that you know you've it's blessed people with it, so you've kind of got to work that out. I'm not saying that you should be, or, you know, if you're pooped after a week at teaching, you shouldn't be. You you have to be doing on a, on at other times. I'm just saying that if you've got a gift and people have say like, man, you're a good teacher, you're a really good teacher, then you've got to like think like, okay, so what does this look like in outworking it in the life of the church? And some of you are just good teachers. It's not your profession, but you just know. You just know that when you talk about stuff um, and explain stuff, people go like, that was so helpful. It's like, it's a gift. It's a gift of teaching. It was a um, no, I went. Oh. There was a there was a guy I knew. He was a, like a very very gifted um, pastor, church planter, and he went through this phase where he was like thinking like maybe we can do church different. And he started this church where it was like let's just all come together on a Sunday, and, and instead of one person being up the front with the microphone, let's just all just bring what we bring. And and this guy was an incredibly gifted teacher. He was really was. He was like I mean I, and he's a. And, um, and, and it kind of made sense. Let's just come and bring, everyone bring things. But he was driving the church crazy because they're going like, we just want to hear you teach, you know. You're just, you're just so, whenever you teach, it's like the lights come on. I get stirred in my heart to, to, to push on in my faith. It's just, it's just such a good thing. And, he, and, um, and uh, it was just this frustration where um, he had a gift and it wasn't being outworked. And, uh, and um, so teachers... We love you. Encourage it. Encouragement. What a. I mean, that's isn't that a, such a cool thing? And you and like. I mean, I guess we can all encourage each other. But some people are just like everywhere they go, they just they just encourage. I, you know, and it's. Oh, I love. I love it when I get emails through the week and they're saying like, um, it'll either be like, man, there was a good message, or it'll be like, hey, don't worry, you get another chance next Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Amen for next Sunday. 
<laughs> All right. And, um, you know, just, or just you get a pick-me-up comment after a hard week. I mean, encouragers just... So if you're an encourager, let it loose. Talks about giving. If your gift is giving. Now, I'm looking around. There's a lot of students here, and they're going like, really? That's a, that's a thing? That's a, that's a real thing? That's a gift? It's like, I need mean, to meet these people, you're probably thinking. Um, but... Let me just say something here. In some Christian circles, there's this line of thought that kind of grabs a hold of the teachings of Jesus when he talked to the rich man and he said, you know, you need to, and the rich man said, how do I enter the kingdom of heaven? And he says, you need to give away everything that you have. And and people have taken that and said, "That's, that's Christian maturity is just to give away everything. And people can often take into life thinking like that, uh, to actually make money is somehow second rate at best and outright sinful at worst. I'll tell you, like, if, you've, if God has given you a gift of making money, then could I just say bless you and make as much money as you can because there is so much that you can then use that resource for, for the, for the kingdom. All right? So if you're a young person here thinking, like, I feel like I'm meant to go into business and make money and... Um, and but you think, oh, is this okay? Let me tell you, it's okay, all right. But scriptures also talk about uh, the love of money is the root of all evil, the love of money. Okay, I heard this very cool phrase by a businessman once, and he says, he says, I love making money way more than I love having money. He just he just loves the adventure of of business and and doing deals and and um, and and doing things like that. But it's um so we've got to be careful of the love of money. But, um, but it's fine to make money, okay? And then it talks about leading. And um, again, please don't ever think that Christian leadership is like the kind of the pinnacle of, of service in the life of the church. It's just a way of, uh, of serving. And it's just one of, of a number here that Paul's talking about. And uh, I heard a guy say once, and it stuck with me ever since, you know, he said, it doesn't matter what you're doing, as you serve God, so long as you're being obedient, it doesn't matter what you're doing, the pay's the same. It's not, so if you're, if you're here early and um, somehow like a bunch of rubbish has been dumped at the front door of the, of the school and, and you're looking at that and going like, oh, that's not going to be much fun for people arriving and you just think, oh, I'm just going to clean all that up, pick all that, you know, soggy, grubby rubbish and put it in the bin. And that's just you being obedient to, to God. It pays the same in terms of the, the kingdom pays. It's just the same as whether you're leading worship or upfront preaching or if you you're, have a role of leadership. It's just about being obedient to what you feel God's called you to do, outworking the gifts he's, he's got for you. And some people have gifts that just mean that it sort of works that they can lead. And it's, um, and it's great that, um, that people have that. But Paul goes on to say in Romans, he says, and this is kind of a punchline that you need to over, put over all of the stuff. It says, says honour honor one another above yourselves. It's just coming into it with humility and serving. The last thing that he talks about is, is showing mercy. And uh, aren't we just, I'm just so in awe of people that step into careers where it's, they show mercy, like nursing or social work or counselling or there's just many of them and, um, and we've kind of got to work out a little bit what that looks like in the life of the church 
but um, but it's, that's, that's one there. And look, this list is not like, this is the only gifts you have. This is just Paul in Romans talking about gifts. He, he talks in other places, in, in Corinthians in the Bible, in other places he talks about the different gifts. And there's, 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 you read them, there's, there's all sorts of things. It's not, a, it's not a list that it's just these ones. It's about the fact that we all have talents and abilities. And some of them are practical, some of them with maybe with worship, some of them with leadership, some of them with um, serving in, 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 in the community, just all sorts of things. And, uh, but the key is, is to use this, the things that you're yeah, your gifts and you, that you have, that there's passion, there's skill, there's fruit that comes of it and use it to be a blessing to your, to your church and, and to the world. And on the back of that, you might think, well, I like the sound of it, but I'm, I'm really not sure. What, what's, I don't know what my gift is. It's like, I don't know if it's any of those six, or maybe it's one of those, a bit of that, and a bit, I, I don't know. What, and um, so you kind of need to know, don't you? If you're going to step into it, you kind of need to know. And um, that's my encouragement to you, is that find out. Well, how do you do that? Well, here's, here's a couple of things for you. Um, they've got all sorts of um, online tools that like help you discover your personality type or your there's a thing called strength finders um, which helps you find out the things that you're just naturally wired and, and, and good at so that's a way that you can that may may help you I'll tell you another good way is talk to your friends and say um, look I'm thinking about um, becoming a pastor so and your people will look at your good friends will go like, um, you're mental. <laughs> you're crazy. What are you thinking? Like, you know, no, that's not you. You're this. You're this instead. Or they'll go like, I'm thinking about um, in, in the place that I want to serve in church is like, is like I, want to, I want to work with the, with the kids. And the people go, oh, my goodness, of course. Of course you should be doing that. I mean, look at the way the kids love you. Look at the way that, that you, you walk in the door and they come running to you. Of course you should be doing that. So talk to your friends. Ask God to lead you. If you're just thinking, like, I don't know how this works, ask God to lead you. It's important, too, that you, you don't do something that you're not made for. And sometimes you've got to actually try it to see. So you think maybe it is working with the kids. And you think, like, well, go and try it. Give it a term, sign up. And, after, you know, you'll, and it's all about trying to tapping what is, what is it when you do it that other people really respond to that fires up in your heart. You just fall more, you just go, I just want to do more of this. It's like I can't wait to get home from work so I can be planning to do this, this thing because you love it. But don't do the things that you're not made for, okay? That's, that's just going to... now. In any family, there's always the chores. Does that make sense? So you don't want to, you can't go, I want to be part of this family, but I'm not going to do the chores. I'm just going to do the fun stuff. So there's always the chores to do. And some of those things are, you know, they're little bits and pieces. But the majority of the time that you have for, for, for ministry, for serving in the life of the church and, and in, the, in the community, um, the majority of it should be the stuff that you're passionate for, okay? It's like for me, um, hospitality is a, is, doesn't really, <laughs> it, does, 
And me and because hospitality is talked about in the scriptures as a gift. I'm thinking like, wow, it's a gift. People have a gift for hospitality. People come around to my house. It takes me about an hour, and I suddenly think, oh, would you like a drink? <laughs> so if you ever come around and you're thirsty, just say, hey, man, can I have a drink? I know it's like, you know, I can't wait an hour. I'm thirsty. So another thing that, and Paul's encouraging us with this whole thing, is he's saying, just do it. Just do it. He's like, he's the original Nike guy, you know. He had it way before they had it. He's saying, just do it. You've got to do something. You've got to get involved. Just do it. Whether it's, whether it's, you know, prophesying or serving or leading or teaching or encouraging or showing mercy, whatever it is, just, just do it or something else. Let me just say one thing too. This is kind of an aside, particularly for maybe young people that are looking for a life partner. It's like, where is he? What? Where did this come from? Where? You know, sometimes you think, like, how am I ever going to find this, the right person for me? And could I just encourage you, do the things that you're passionate about. And then what you find out is that you bump into people that are passionate about the same things. And who knows what might happen from there? Okay. A little bit of advice for you there. Hey? <laughs> Was that? Yeah, yeah, there you go. Okay, so you know, I said that. Well, what do I, what do I do? Is there things to, you know, how do I work out my gifts? Could I just say too that we we really want to have a permission giving culture here. You maybe you maybe have things in your heart and you think like, but I'd, I'd, that list is fine, but I really want to do this thing. I said, well, we we really want you to do it as well. Come and talk to us about it. How can we support you? How can we encourage you with that? Can we guide you? Can we train you? What can we do can we, to, uh, to get you going in this thing? So can you, can you hear that? We really want to, to see you to step into some of these things that may be bubbling away in your, in your heart. Okay? So my hope is on the back of this that there'll be conversations. You'll come, hey, Matt, remember you said, hey, you know, what about doing this or doing that? Come and see us. Um. I just watched a movie this week um, called Joy. Has anyone you seen that movie with Jennifer Lawrence? And it's based on a true story of a lady that had just like everything was against her in, in life, but but she just pursued the, this dream that was in her heart. And you think like, and she was, you know, she had some she had some tenacity and some courage and uh, a lot of setbacks, and she just kept kept stepping forward. And I'm looking at that and thinking, like, if someone like that, in the midst of their tough circumstances, can step into something and pursue a dream and make it happen, I'm thinking, how much more can we in church, where we've got a bunch of people around us that are cheering us on and saying, hey, let me, let me, I could help you out for a little bit. I could get you going with that. I could do this for you and, and get things going here. I'd love to see that, uh, that kind of thing happening. And, um, and even if you think to us, oh, yeah, but it's a bit risky. It might not work. It's like... Let's, let's celebrate risk-taking. Let's celebrate people that are like, at least, I can give that a go. And if it doesn't work, whoa, woohoo! took a risk. You know, yeah, you took a risk. It's like catch your breath and then take another one. You know, it doesn't matter if it doesn't work. Just give it a crack. You know, there's, um, there's two empty shops underneath where the hub is, the people have moved out. I'm just, just, no, hey, you're jumping to conclusions here. 
Maybe we could get the rest of them to move out. <laughs> no, that wasn't my point. Wasn't that we're bad neighbours? Okay, it is pretty loud sometimes. But but there's these two shops. I'm thinking like maybe I'll just throw that out there and just go. Oh, there's two empty shops. What could we do with that? I don't know. Just throwing it out there. Let me throw something else out here for you guys in terms of like what what could it be? Some of you. It may be in God's plans for some of you to lead churches. Boy, that still went quiet real quick. Maybe plant a church or maybe be a, a pastor at a church. Some of you are in your, um, you know, your teenagers, your young adults. Maybe it's something you've never even thought about. I want you to think about it. I want you to pray about it. Maybe for some of you that you're been down a certain career path for a season and you know, I want you guys to think about it I don't know, I'm not looking around and going like I think it's this person or that person I'm just saying that I know that for many of the pastors I know started off their um, working career doing one job and then just through God's leading and calling have ended up pastoring churches and um, I'm just throwing it out there. I'm just throwing it out there. Let me read you something. It's a guy called Bill Hybels. He's a um, pastor of a very large church in America. And he got uh, interviewed recently uh, and said, oh, what would you say to someone that was looking at planting a church or pastoring a church? And, uh, and he said this. He says, what I'll tell them, I'll say, you're one of the luckiest people on the planet. Because the most important thing happening on earth is the establishment and building of local churches. God selected you to be able to form a community where this incredibly important work is going to be going on under your direction for perhaps the next 40 years. You won the lottery. I tell pastors all the time that I've had a ball. We've taken our hits. There are bad days. But I've had an astonishingly blessed ride. You get to lead the coolest endeavor on planet Earth, the only agency God said he was going to predictably bless and favor you get to be a part of that. So I'm just throwing it out there. Just throwing it out there. Because I know that when, you know, the scriptures talk about kingdom being like seed. The kingdom of God being like seeds. And I'm just throwing these things out. Because I know that if, if they land in a place they're meant to land, then God's going to plant that there and he's going to cause it to grow. And then you'll come and see me one day and we'll have a chat. And it'll be fun. All right? Some of you also, it may be that, you know what, this whole thing of being a blessing and serving the church, I'm actually in a place now where I could probably, I could probably do like a day of just stuff. You know, I've got some gifts in this area and you know, I don't actually need to be working full time. Maybe I could be putting a day in and, and, uh, and helping in this area or helping that area. Again, I'm just throwing things out there. Carrie Newhoff is a pastor in the States too, and I read a quote from him this week, and he said this, I believe Jesus said something about finding your life in the process of losing it. People who focus on helping others and honoring Christ soon discover that their needs are met far more deeply than they ever experienced otherwise. It's a good thing. It's a good thing to be serving other people. It's a very, very cool thing. So join the adventure. Okay, so that's point number one was... Using your gifts to bless other people. And I've only got two points, okay? So you think, thank goodness. 
And the second one is, um, is we need to commit to each other. We need to commit to each other. And this is not a normal thing in our culture. Our culture says, look after number one. Everyone's out to get you. Just, just look after yourself, Everyone, you know. But Paul says something quite different. He says, be devoted to one another in love. Wow. You don't hear that sort of language floated around, do you? Be devoted to one another in love. In the Message Bible, it says this. It says, be good friends who love deeply. That's pretty sweet. Be good friends who love deeply. And some of the ways this works out, he says, well, there's, there's practical help. There's practical help. It says, share with the Lord's people who are in need. Practice hospitality. And there's a couple of things here that's quite interesting I'm just going to throw out here. Is that one is that, you, you know, Paul all the way through here is saying, like, you know, there's lots of ways that you can be a blessing to other people. He says, but your church takes priority. You've got to look after each other first. Mate, don't, don't be going out and doing cool stuff out there and, and neglecting your church family. So you've got to look after your church family. I mean, we want to do both at Coast. We want to do both. We want to be a, you know, look after each other as well as being a blessing out in the community. But he says your church takes priority. And there's a second thing here, and let me I'll throw this out to you, is that we can only look after people who are in need if we know that they're in need. So there's going to be seasons. All of us go through seasons when things are tough, where then where we're we're struggling. And um, Kiwis are pretty proud people, and I'm sure that people that aren't Kiwis that are now Kiwis, and you know, you've probably got part of that as well. But we're you know, part of our heritage is that, like, we're number eight wire. We just, we just look after ourselves. We just get it done. And um, we don't need your help. We're fine. But sometimes you need help. You do. I mean, how many people here have ever been in a position in life where when you've gone to buy the groceries, you've had to make some pretty brutal decisions about we're not getting that, we're not getting that, we're not getting that because things are real tough, eh? Like, there's, there's a, it's like most people have been putting hands up there. It's like there are seasons. There's seasons when... It's good, and there's seasons when hard things come along. And, you know, we've got, to, we've got to get over ourselves a little bit here. If we find ourselves in a season where it's hard, we've got to be able to say, tell our church, you know, we're struggling. Can, can you help? Because this is what church, the church does. It looks after each other. And there'll be times when, you know, you'll be out of your season of needing help and then you'll be able to be a blessing to other people. That's the way it goes. But we can't help if we don't know. And Kiwis are, you know, we've got to, we've got to get over ourselves a little bit there. <clears throat> so practical help. That's one way that we love each other. Another way is walking alongside. Walking alongside. Now, you won't... And it says in Romans 12, 15, it says, Rejoice with those who rejoice, mourn with those who mourn. And uh, now you, you, you're not going to be friends with everyone. You're looking around, there's a lot of people here. You're not going to be friends with everyone. But you need to be friends with someone. You need to be friends with someone. And you know, people hear this with churches and people going to churches, and they say, like, oh, no one ever... Um, 
no one ever tried to become my friend or no one ever tried to connect with me. And I'm going, well, that's, I'm sorry to hear that, but you know, what, did, what did you do to try and connect? You know, people often think, well, it's just church is supposed to be love and connecting and I'm just going to sit at the back and I'm just going to wait for everyone to come and say hi and come and be my best friend. It's like one of the things I've always told my kids and um, I think it's a little gem of wisdom and I, I, I say that be, be the friend that you would want to have. And that way you're always going to have friends. You know, if you're going, oh, I'm feeling like my friend, you know, I haven't got friends, just be the friend that you would want to have to other people. So can I encourage you with that? You know, like um, if you're feeling a little disconnected, encourage you to make a little bit of a little bit of an effort. Some people it's easy, some people it's harder. I know, appreciate that. For some people it's a really hard thing. But can just just take a little bit of just just do a little bit, you know, just find whatever courage you can find and just just take a step towards connecting with other people. And when we have these connections, we, we walk alongside people. We walk alongside. Um, a lot of you know um, uh, Phil Bull, who's, a very, who's part of the church here. He's a very long-term friend of mine. And um, just remember when his, his father passed away suddenly, you know, and he called me up and he was just, you know, just sobbing on the phone. And I'm going like, oh, wow. I don't, it's like, it's a huge thing. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what to do. And I was talking to Jason. I was like, what do we do? Do we go over? It's kind of a special family time. And in the evening, we just decided, yeah, we're just going to go over. And so we just went over to the house and, you know, it was just a, just a time of just drinking wine, hearing stories, you know, crying together with them. And, and then we went down, you know, the funeral's down Hawke's Bay. It's not convenient to get down there, but we went down there. It's just walking alongside people, you know, mourn with those who mourn. It also says rejoice with those who rejoice. And it sounds like, oh, we just hang out and laugh together. It's like, it's a little bit different than this. And I tell you again, this is something that can be a little bit tricky because this sounds easy, but I don't think we're good at this. Here's what it, let me tell you a story. Might be true, it might not be. So I come home one night, my kids are all there. I bring home nothing for my kids. No problem. Everyone's happy. Everyone's fine. Everyone's rumbling along. I come home the next night. I bring home something for one of my kids. It's like, that's not fair. It's like, so hang on. Last night, tonight you've got just the same as you had last night. And you were happy. Last night you were happy. And tonight you're unhappy because it's like, you got, you know, they got something and I didn't get it. It's like, does that ever like, sound a little bit familiar, like perhaps? It's like, hey, you know, how come you got something and I never got something? It's like, you can't do that. It's not fair. And I'll tell you what, um, it's not just kids. I remember we were renting a house once and the landlord came over one day and he had stored a whole lot of stuff like tools and building materials and everything in this cupboard and he just like, he came over and, um, and says, oh, I just don't need these, I'm sick of carrying all these things, I don't need any of these things anymore. He says, just have whatever you like. And I'm going like, mate, this is awesome. And anyway, I told one of my friends and his response wasn't like, oh, man, that's so good. It's like, oh, oh, how come that happened to you? It's like, oh, how come I never, you know, it was just like, and I'll tell you, we tend to do that. When we see people succeed, we see someone like have something good happen to them and it doesn't happen to us. Do we rejoice with those who rejoice? How do we respond? 
starting to feel a little familiar, eh? A little like, oh, yeah, this rejoice with people who rejoice thing, it's not as easy as it sounds. But, but that's what we call, that is love. This is walking alongside your friends. It's rejoicing when they rejoice. I remember when we, we were overseas for, um, for four years and came back, and in that period we were overseas, all of our friends had bought houses, and the house prices had all doubled in that, in that four years. And I came back, and I was grumpy. And I was like, it took me about two weeks of just like, I recognised that this is not a good thing that's in my heart. I prayed it through for about two weeks until I felt like, okay, I feel like I've let that go. But my first response wasn't to rejoice that they've bought their house at such a good price. These are my friends. My response was like, ooh. Let's rejoice with the successes of others. That's what walking alongside people do. I'm going to... Um, I really want to make some room today just to, um, just to pray for... just to have people, give people the opportunity to be, to be prayed for. And so I've got some more stuff here. Um, which will probably take us through to about 12.30. So <laughs> I, just, I might just, um, I'll just give you some of the headlines there. Paul also says to live at peace with each other, live at peace with others. Verse 12, verse 16, live in harmony with one another. Verse 17, do not repay anyone evil for evil. Verse 18, if it is possible, as far as it depends on you, live at peace with everyone. Verse 19, do not take revenge, my dear friends, but leave room for God's wrath. And then chapter 14, verse 19, let us therefore make every effort to do what leads to peace and mutual edification. And, um, I mean, this is, a, this, is a, this is a message in itself, this whole thing of living at peace with each other, because it's not something, unfortunately, I'm just going to whistle right past it, but let me just say, there's some tough things here, because there's a number of people here that have had um, marriages that haven't lasted and so this whole thing of like living at peace with one another, be at harmony with one another, um, it's not a simple, it's not just a simple thing, okay? So let just, I just want to acknowledge that and just also say that, you know, if that's your situation, no one judges you. You know, we don't judge you. Um, we love you and we know that there's, it's, a tough, it's a tough deal, you know? There's all sorts of things in the mix. It's a tough deal. But... Um, but Paul gives us some room here. He says, he, he, he says, do what you can. You know, basically the punchline is do what you can um, to, to live at peace with one another. But he also says, if it is possible, make it good. Um, as far as it depends on you, make it good. He just basically says, like, it, it may not work out, but just do what you can. Okay. Paul also talks about how our strength. He talks about people how some people are stronger than others, and it's and that's just we all we all know that we look around. Some people are in a position of strength, whether financially or uh, emotionally or um, physically, um, and. Um, and Paul you know, goes on to talk in Romans 14 and 15. He says, your strength's for helping others. Okay? And, and it's usually it's about, you might think, well, I'm not very strong, but 
whenever you use adjectives, it's often it's like I'm the I'm the baseline. If some if I talk about someone strong, I'm talking often that someone's stronger than me. If I say that someone's weak, I'm often thinking someone is weaker than me. And so it doesn't matter. So think about it like that. Thinking like, are there people that where I'm in a stronger position? Because like your strength is for helping others. It's for helping others. And then the other thing Paul talks about when he, about this whole thing of loving others is he says it's about acceptance. And um, tell you, there's all sorts of personality types here in this church this morning, and and um, some of them you'll go like, man, I love hanging out with you, and others you'll go like, oh man, this is hard work hanging out with you. And um, it's just personality types, but it's not about getting everyone to be like me or behave like me or the way I want them to. It's just about acceptance. Paul says, you know, in 15 verse 7, accept one another. Then just as Christ accepted you. And um, people are going to bug you. People aren't perfect. I'm not perfect by a long shot. My kids will tell you that. And, um, and we're going to bug each other. And it's not about pushing people away. It's about going, what does love do here? works at being at peace with one another and accepts one another. So let's be... Now, Mother Teresa uh, says this, if you judge people, you have no time to love them. And I want us to be a church that loves people. All right, so there's been a couple of things here. I know we've sort of rattled through those last uh, things here real quick, but it's that whole thing of using your gifts to bless others and commit to each other. What I'd love you to do is love you to stand as we're, um, and, uh, as we're finishing here. And this has been on my heart the, the, this whole week. And uh, what I'm going to do is I've, I've asked our, um, some of our uh, um, key leaders in the church to, to come up the front. I sent out a text and the only reply I got was from someone that said they couldn't make it. But hopefully you guys got the... So, for anyone who got a text, do you want to come on up? Yeah, got through to one person. And like these are these are just these are um, these are this is our pastoral leadership team and also our, our people from our management team and and um, and um, feeling lonely there, mate. <laughs> All right. Um, this whole thing of what you're called to, you know, what your, your gift is or what you're meant to be doing to, for service. Oh, that's very kind. That's love right there. Yeah. Um, I really felt like this morning is about, uh, if, if you're wondering what that is or if you're going like, I've really got no idea, I'd love to find out. What I'd encourage you to do is to come up to one of these people and just say, could you pray for me? And just see what happens. Um, they may get, you know, God may speak to them something clearly for you and you go like, wow, that's, that's cool. Or it may just be that through their prayers that God's going to start leading you into this new thing. But also, remember I talked about some of these things like um, church leadership, pastoring churches, church planting, um, maybe taking a day, you know, you know, in a situation where you could actually give a day to be able to step in and and love people through your gifts and your skills in that way if that kind of went sort of like mm, that's a, that, that kind of landed a little bit I need to think about that a little bit more I'd encourage you also why don't you come up and, um, and just grab someone and uh, have, them, have them pray with you and, uh, and look I know 
it may be that there's more of you that um, I'm just looking around here as well. I'm thinking um, if don't go away without getting these getting someone to pray for you. That's what I'm saying. So if if like if you're from the back and by the time you get up here and you're like oh done you know there will be people praying for people and there's no one left. Just sit down in the front row and just wait. I remember as in a situation similar to this where I had the most profound encounter with God in my whole life and I had to, I, it was a big conference thing and it was, um, and I had to wait. And I did because I'm thinking I need to meet with God here. I need to, I need to get this prayer from someone today. And um, so don't, um, don't feel like you've missed out if you're not the first one up here. So does that sound all right? So let, what I'm going to do, we're going to, um, uh, what are we going to do? I always just kind of make this bit up a little bit, eh? So um, I'm just, because there's always this part of like, some people are going to be engaged and some people are going to be like, oh, it's not for me, what do we do? So here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to pray, I'm going to close the service, and then just, but just come up and get the prayer if you need to. We're going to put some music on. People will be milling around, there'll be coffees, that whole deal. It's just relaxed and formal, but God's here and he's going to do some stuff. Does that sound good? Does that make sense? You with me? Yeah, yeah. Good. <laughs> I love you, man. <laughs> All right. Come on in, kids. We're just finishing. We're just going to pray. God, I pray your blessing on each person here. Whatever it is that you have for us, God, may it land in our hearts. May we take it away. May it propel us into love, love for others, God, as we respond to your love in our lives. It would be love for others, for, for people around us in church and for out into our community. God, speak to us. Lead us. God, we are so grateful that you, you, for what you've done for us. And we are excited about the adventure of serving others as we go forward. So God, speak to us, lead us, guide us. In Jesus' name, amen.